Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she's going to introduce herself. Yes. Hi, I'm so excited to get to be here. Thank you, Casey, for having me. My name is Christina Licker-Williamson. For those of you that may know me, you may know me from uh, being Miss Tennessee and my involvement with the Miss Volunteer America pageant, um, where I was the first title holder in the system, and now I have the honor of being America's first ever Ideal Miss. Um, I also work full-time as uh, the Director of Creator Services for Ubiquitous Influence um, when I'm not playing pageant and in stilettos. I love that. Well, I'm so glad you're here today. This has been an episode I have definitely been looking forward to. So let's get right down to it. You were a previous, you know, Miss Tennessee America. What was that experience like? I know many people all over the nation have, you know, want to stand in that state title holder, especially going to Miss America. So like, what was that like for you? Yeah. So I I didn't really start competing until I was 17 and a senior in high school. So I didn't grow up around pageants. I wasn't familiar with really anything to do with it. And um, I, since I was a 17-year-old senior, I just turned 17. It bumped me up to Miss. So instead of competing in teen, I was all of a sudden with 25, 26-year-olds. And I'm like, oh, what have I done? Um, really fell head over heels in love with it. I didn't necessarily know what I was getting myself into, but it took me five years to win Miss Tennessee. You have to win a preliminary title to go to state. Um, so five years of bettering myself, growing, changing, learning, and improving. And on the fifth try, I finally captured the title. And I mean, it was an amazing experience. Miss Tennessee at the time was a full-time job. So you work as a governor's character education spokesperson. So you are in between three to five, and in my case, sometimes eight schools per day, talking about whatever character trait. Mine was respect. And traveling, uh, I traveled more than any other Miss Tennessee had. I traveled 80,000 miles during my year and spoke to over 73,000 students. And that's in addition to working with your platform. Mine is the Alzheimer's Association representing the state as the Goodwill Ambassador for Children's Miracle Network. Um, and then we also have some other positions. Uh, I think it was, I was the honorary chair of Volunteer Tennessee. I was the board chair, honorary board chair for Vanderbilt Children's Hospital, our friends of Monroe Carroll Children's Hospital. Um, crazy, crazy year. There's a reason it's just one year because it's a lot packed into it, but it was also one of the most rewarding years of my life. Um, it was, I, I was in there, it kind of in limbo because we competed in swimsuit for state. And then when we went to Miss America, we did not have lifestyle and fitness. And we actually didn't know what it would be replaced with until like night three preliminaries. So it was a huge shift and a huge change as most people that have followed pageant land are familiar with this, with the Miss America change into 2.0. So we kind of got there and really didn't know a lot of what was happening until it was literally happening in competition. Um, but I was really, really grateful that my original state board leadership had broken off and created Miss Tennessee Volunteer, now the Miss Volunteer America pageant, um, and gave me the chance to really stand with what my values aligned with and what I believed in and the people that I believed in or believed in me from the start. So all of that to say, it was a very, very long year. It was one of one of the most challenging years of my life, but also one of the most rewarding. Um, it is a lot to keep up with every single day, but I knew one of the reasons that I think I appreciated it so much was it took five years to win. So I wanted every single day to be impactful and to, to really soak all of that in. Uh, very, very rewarding. And I think comp competing for more than a year helps or more than or over several years or 
however long it takes you to get to that state or national title is huge because not only do you value it that much more, but you gain the experience and learn what it takes to step into that role. Cause it is a job, whether it's a pandemic happening and we're having to understand how to adapt from home or you are actually face-to-face with people. It's a full-time job, but it's also what you make it. That is amazing. I actually did not realize that you were in the pandemic era for the Miss America system. And when all of those changes were happening, how did you feel about it? Were you just kind of confused or were you just kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to take it by its reign and, and go with it? Yeah, I mean, definitely wanting to make the best of it and staying optimistic. It was confusing because we were being told about the changes either before they were happening or we'd be told that there would be a change and then it would either happen or sometimes it would be the opposite of what we were told was going to happen or not happen. Um, So I kind of took it for what it was because in the moment I was talking to someone about this this morning, like in the moment and in the heat of competition, all you can do is focus on being your best self and showing up and really completing the competition as best as you can and giving it your best foot forward. You really can't let yourself go to a certain mental place of thinking like of thinking about the impossible or the what ifs, like there is no what if, let's just focus on the here and now. So that was my mindset when I was there, but leading up to it and after the fact, I, there were lots of decisions that were made that I was told were for us or that we had made that I can speak for myself and my Miss America's class. We did not make or have our opinions asked. So that was kind of interesting to hear how we were being represented um, without our prior uh, knowledge or consultation. So that, that was always interesting, but I think in the heat of the moment, you kind of just have to roll with it. You can't, I think it's, I always tell girls, um, when you are processing everything, like I've been on both sides where I've not made the top of teen at a competition and then you have to be back out on stage. And I've been on the flip side where I have made it. Um, so that you kind of have to play a mental game with yourself and not let yourself process certain things until you can get in the card cried out or until it's all over so much of competing and leading up to the competition is a mental game. So it was to answer your original question, a little bit of both. Yeah. I can only imagine really what was, you know, going on behind the scenes. I know for everyone else looking outside in, it almost seemed like the pageant world was exploding all at once with, you know, Miss America 2.0. Everybody's what does that mean? What is happening? So I I can only imagine being on the inside of that, like, oh my gosh, like, this is crazy. Like, this is wild. Just kind of having to take it. Like, all right. But you mentioned a portion of your or your state group broke off and created the Miss Volunteer America pageant. So what was your role in that? And kind of tell the listeners a little more about that system because it is brand new. And I had just done a play-by-play episode, two episodes before this. And I just want to say, I absolutely loved it. It was the best production I have ever seen. Like better than some other big name possible America pageants, like on TV. Like you could tell what was going on. The MCs were hilarious. Like, and then they had like the former Miss USA there. That was awesome. Like they had, like they came in guns a blazing and even a whole live orchestra. Like, okay. Like they really took it for, like they took the number one spot this year for best pageants for sure. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, when we walked into the stage that they have improved it since I was missing and since the years past where there were three runways, not just one, which was wild. I was so excited the orchestra came back because I was the last Miss Missy to be crowned with the orchestra. 
And there's just, we were the last state pageant with it. And so it, it did go away for our state pageants for, I'm not sure if it'll come back next year, but that we were able to bring that back. It just like as a competitor and as an audience member, like it just brings this element of excitement and energy to the stage. And, um, but my involvement with that was uh, Allison DeMarcus, my director, my original Mississippi director, uh, her and her mom were co-directors of Mississippi MAO at the time. Then uh, fast forwarding through like the insanity that was franchises and all that mess, um, they broke off and decided to create the Mississippi volunteer system because they didn't align with what the new Miss America was standing for. And I felt so safe and held and informed and also empowered to make a decision that was my own. Um, and so they crowned, they had this big uh, ceremony, I guess it was about this time last year. Yeah. Cause it was Memorial Day weekend of, uh, well, 2019 last year. It's been a minute. Um, <laughs> the, we had this big crowning ceremony and it was really, really exciting. I think, especially for Jackson, because Jackson's had the Miss Tennessee now volunteer pageant for 30 plus years and it brings in $2 million of revenue to the town. And that's huge. And it's become an integral part of West Tennessee's culture and especially Jackson's culture and um, what they rely on and how they shape a lot of their event planning and calendar years. So I, I felt so welcomed and embraced by the Jackson community. And I was so honored to get to be the first one in the entire system. And then seeing it grow into a national pageant has been really, really rewarding. So now I'm the contestant liaison for the national board. Loved getting to see this class compete for the first time. They were all magnificent and the talents, the, just the A game these girls brought was next level. I was blown away by each and every one of them and just really, really excited about the trajectory of this program. It was absolutely amazing. And the girls, like it was a whole new level set in my head. I was like, wow. Like the talent was truly like no other. Like you see Miss America, you're like, oh, like they must've had the best talent in in their state. But like truly these girls brought the best talent from their state. Like it was so amazing. It was just very eye opening to see a whole new level of what talent really is. I mean, even the teens, like I had the opportunity to emcee the teen pageant and spend time with Ellie, who she went from Washington, who's now our Miss Volunteer America teen. She, she is outstanding. She can sing like no other, but all of the, I mean, all, I think there'll be like 30 something contestants for teen. I've never seen talent like that, especially for teen. I mean, the, our talent winner was Texas for preliminaries. And I remember reading through the script and it said something about like uh, ribbon twirling. And I'm like, all right, whatever. It was so entertaining. She did this acrobatic thing with it. She was picking this thing up with her toes and flinging it across the stage. Like it was unbelievable. Like I was truly blown away. There was even, it was time like I've been singing since I was seven and I've been trained operatically for 12 years and have been in private voice lessons since I was seven. So so I'm used to hearing like girls, they can sing one song. The singers were phenomenal. The dancers were outstanding. The, there was one pianist that I didn't even get to say her intro because she just launched into her thing. And it was so good. Like her fingers were just a blur. Um, just really, really blown away. And I was so happy that I was not a teen competing because I've never seen talent like that, especially at a teen level. Yeah, it truly was just amazing to see the talent that graced the stage. I did not get to watch the teen talent, but I did see the teen that won perform at like the Miss uh, portion of it. And it was 
amazing. And you're just like, wow, like this is crazy. And even I was so. And she's just now 16, like just turned 16. That's what blows my mind about teens these days. There's a girl from South Carolina that I have been watching her since she was probably like eight years old competing. She was a junior high school in America. Her name's Ansley Vick. And she literally just graduated high school. And I'm like, how are you this old? Like, I just, these people grow up out of nowhere. And you're like, what happened to the little baby? I remember when you were like eight, <laughs> like what happened? It is weird, like being on the other side of it. Cause I start like, not just, wa- not only just watching the girls that were princesses when I was competing um, alongside us or even gown that were like our princess escort, whatever you want to call it. But even just looking at how it shapes you as a person, but then watching girls grow up in it. Cause I started as the youngest competitor in the state. And now at 26, I would have been like the very last one, like if I was to be in this class and it, I am so far away and so much different in all good ways from who I was at 17. Like I cannot fathom like the, the expanse between those two individuals and like just thinking about the girls that are starting in it now and like what kind of growth they're going to have because of this program because of the people in it just makes me very very excited but also watching the little ones grow up makes me feel really old yeah it really it really does like mentally age you and you're like wow like I I was getting older too like I just thought they would stay little forever but I really also appreciated the fact that they one let the girl that had won um talent perform and I think she was the non-finalist winner and then so they had the princess program. So a few of ours, I'm a co-director for America's International Miss. And one of our little ones, Stokely was in it. And then Tegan Morris, both of them are from Tennessee. And so they were so excited. And it was the cutest thing that they let them, you know, be just like the princess program was once before. So it was so nice to let the little girls, you know, be on stage with the big girls and just be all excited. That was, I was so happy that they brought that into the system as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, and Genevieve was my team when she she was the performer along with the princesses and crazy talented. But it was ex- it was so exciting to see that part of pageantry that I know like the little girls love and that you like that really fosters them wanting to grow up in the program. Getting to see that come back and seeing so many faces that I've seen in Jackson for years and years come back was really rewarding. I liked it a lot. I think it was just such a good addition to have on top. Like it made it the full package and then wrapped with a bow on top. Like they they did everything completely full out. And I was just utterly amazed from being, you know, I've been watching all of these big pageants since I was five years old to seeing someone do it like that first year, you know, with a bang. That was just amazing. Honestly, like they really did. They did everything and more, which was the really surprising part from it. I mean, Allison, I have never seen her do anything halfway. Everything is full out. And it's one of the things I love about her. Um, now for the princess number, we, they had rhinestone little drums. I was trying to get work done in the civic center during those rehearsals, 10 out of 10 vote for no more drums ever. Like they're, like Jay said, I would love to be at that, bur- that drum burning ceremony the next day. Like that's the only change I would make. Yeah. Next year they're going to have like sticks with little feathers. They're just going to like shake something, not be anything. They're going to do the ribbon twirling, like just not the drums. Yeah, everybody gets a ribbon, something that's quiet and won't drive anyone else insane. (laughs) But going on, so let's talk about Ideal Miss. So tell us a little more about this system. It was their inaugural year. So what has it been like being a national title holder for America's Ideal Miss? 
Yeah, I so my director, my former local director Rodney, who he was my director when I was in Scenic City when I was first moved to Tennessee, and then when I was Miss Chattanooga and won Miss Tennessee, and he's like my other dad. Um, had known his sister and Neely Musgrave, our national director, used to compete around the same time, and she's originally from the Hickson Chattanooga area too. And so he he's like, I just think maybe we should try this out. Like it's in Atlanta, it's two and a half hours. It's like, well, not even two and a half, one and a half, two hours south of us. Like let's just go. And I'm like, Rodney, what are you talking about? Like I'm not. What are you doing? Like I'm not doing this. This is like two weeks before. And then he kept talking about it. He kept talking about it. He comes over. Uh, I guess about a week and a half before the pageant. And he's like, let's go through your wardrobe. Like you already have everything. Let's just, let's just go and see what happens. Like, it'll be fun. And I was like, all right, whatever. Cool. But it, so we get there and the venue itself is awesome. Like it's this little, the hotel Avalon is like this little village. Like you, once you park your car, like you don't see it, you don't need to, you can walk everywhere. And the, one of the things that Neely does that I don't know that she'll brag about this. So I will for her. Uh, she rented out, and I'm sure you've seen this before, where at pageants, especially in larger convention centers, like where there'll be multiple conferences happening, she rented out all the ballrooms, all of them. And so there was no issue of like, oh, well, this person needs this and like you can't get in the dressing room because there's a conference in there or like a businessman trying to walk into the hair and makeup room or something like that. It was first class. There was this beautiful white acrylic looking stage with this uh, like square runway so it's really cool and to have that experience with the judges on each side and this is actually my first time doing fun fashion I've never done fun fashion before so that was fun uh one of the things I loved is for me like obviously the I've known swimsuit from the get-go that's not an issue but I what I loved was it's closed so for my team for example who ended up winning her category and won her title it was her first time doing it but they everybody has to leave it's not broadcast you can buy the photos or the videos after, but it's a great way for girls to get their feet wet. And I know, so when I first started competing, like I said, 17, but fitness versus swimsuit are two very different things. And I had my family super Baptist, super conservative. I had, I used to go to Canacuck in Missouri where you wear the Speedos. Like I'd never worn a bikini in my life, let alone on one. So I was like, what? Let alone finding out that it's getting glued to me. Um, so a lot of these girls are pretty new to it. So I'm backstage, like showing them like, yeah, this is what you have to put here. And then you're going to glue this here. And they're like, what? I'm like, just, just trust me. You'll thank me later. Um, but so I love that there's optional competitions and your, one of the things I love is that you do your fun fashion before you do interview. And I, I've always loved interview. That was one of the things that drew me to MAO um, 1.0, if you will, from the get go is because I, at the high school I went to at middle school and high school, you take logic for two years. And then in 10th grade, you give a 10 minute dissertation at the end of the year, January, you a 20 minute and your senior year has to be 30 to 45 minutes with a 45 minute defense. So public speaking has always been like in my wheelhouse and interview has always been something that I've really enjoyed and I felt came naturally to me. Um, that said, I love that you have that stage presence interaction with the judges before interview, because I've seen, and I'm speaking to someone that has judged, you'll see time and time again, girls that really win an interview. And I think that still applies, but I like that it's not something where a judge feels swayed because they fell in love with her in an interview and then they're giving her extra points. And that said, if it's, if she's meant to win, she's going to win in my opinion. But I loved that we had, we got to break the ice with them from a contestant perspective, then have interview. And I was 
the very last one of the day. So I was like, they were, it was so cold though to like eat shed was like wrapped in a blanket. I was like, Hey guys, thanks so much. But it was, it was so nice having everything right there. Neely does a first class production. She had Sarah Summers, Farmers USA judging, which was insane. And I was like, so starstruck going into the interview. Um, and like, I love that you're staying in the same place. Like everything's right there, which just makes it so much easier from a contestant and family perspective. And was just very, very excited that I got to take home the crown. I actually, I don't know if we're like recording this for Scream but like, so this is the original crown. It is so big that it doesn't fit on my little, my little bitty Ashlyn's head. Uh, so I, the other one's like in my kitchen, I think, but so there's actually two crowns for the inaugural queens, which is really cool. And they're, I think she wants to change the design each year, which is really neat. Um, but it's just been a really incredible experience. And Neely's been so flexible with me with, cause I mean, I work full time now and it's not as easy to travel or, but she's been very, very upfront about her expectations and our prize package was insane. And one of the reasons that Rodney even talked me into going, is he's like, there's a $130,000 prize package. I'm like, so I'm yeah, I'm there. <laughs> so I mean, everything from luggage to a pearl necklace to headshots, coaching lessons, you name it. It, it was just very well done. And uh, even our New York trip, we got to go to see Sherry Hill's show at the Plaza. We got to take Ashlyn, my junior princess, for her seventh birthday. It was her first plane ride, uh, which was so cute. She was a black. Like she was like, I want Christina. So I mean, I'm like, okay. We had so much turbulence. The plane bounced when we landed. Like I have never, it's just like, this is fine. I'm like, so glad you're taking it this way a little bit. Like she's a doll. So we took her to the American Girl doll store for her birthday. And uh, she and my princess, uh, Kennedy, I almost said Addison, that's my preteen. Her and Kennedy got to walk in the Sherry Hill fashion show. Um, we even got to do a workshop this past year at Sherry Hill showroom in Atlanta, which was wild and like, my inner eight-year-old self was like freaking out it was just everything about it has been really really pleasant I've heard I've been very fortunate that I haven't experienced the horror stories that I've heard about in pageant land um I mean I've had my fair share of funny stories and insane instances however as far as a director goes like I could not ask for someone that's more professional flexible and just easy to work with um she's worked with all of her moms and understands that like I'm 26 like I'm probably going to handle this on my own and my mom will show up which can but I and even all the moms have been so sweet and just really really made this year a delight that's so exciting so what has been your favorite part of your year it can be you know the prize package or a service event whatever you think has been your most favorite part I think one I've never had a title with this many sister queens and that's really been a ton of fun uh, my junior teen, Courtney, will not be with us at Nationals because she just won Georgia Teen USA. And so we're so excited to get to cheer her on. So it, ironically, my um, I remember my first ever pageant lesson. I met this uh, woman, Susan Paris, and her daughter is now Tennessee Teen USA. And like, I was, I didn't know anything about anything when I first started. Like, I literally Googled pageant coaches and I was going to a glitz coach. And she was absolutely lovely. But like, I was like flipping my hand to put it on my hip. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. So she so Susan took a hold of me. I've literally known her since day one. So I've watched McKinley grow up and to see her be Miss Tennessee Teen USA and um our Miss Alabama Teen USA is also a dear friend. And so I hope I will announce the dates because I would love to go cheer all them on. 
and really watching the camaraderie of it all has been really fun, but the prize package certainly doesn't hurt. I will say that we got to shoot with Austin Wright at Neely's house and I've always wanted to work with him. He was so much fun. Um, we, I mean, it, it's just kind of the gift that keeps on giving because I love that the prize package is like also experience based. So it's things that happen throughout your year. Um, which has been re- really, really fun because then it's not this whole like, okay, see you at nationals. Cause, but also having the flexibility to have that experience, understand that we're in a pandemic and understand that people also have prior commitments. Um, and then she also allows the, us, the no, the no compete. Uh, there's an exception for USA, as long as you disclose that to your directors beforehand. Uh, she's just been really, really delightful to work with because after taking a break from pageants, I wasn't sure what I was getting back into as far as um, expectations go, but she's been so, so lovely, so flexible and just very understanding and getting to have little sister Queens. I forgot how much I miss that. Like they're a blast. Like they're uh, Ashlyn has a s- older sister named Adeline and they're, I always call them my mini me's. And so whenever like I would see them at during competition week, I was like my blonde mini me's. And they're just so sweet. Their mom, Jennifer, is awesome. She actually makes these fabulous title holder jackets. They're like done with like your title on the back and rhinestones are super cute. Um, so it's just fun to get to share that experience and kind of, I mean, I'm going into retirement now just because I've loved it and I'm so grateful for pageantry and what it's given me. But, and I want to still have that like bittersweet moment of like hanging up the crown, but being grateful for it all, but also still not being so burnt out uh, where I don't want to give back. Cause that's always something where, um, like I love getting to go back to Miss Tennessee volunteer and with Miss volunteer America and, uh, hopefully with ideal, like I already have the 2023 dates on my calendar. Um, so also excited to watch this shape and, uh, foster growth in young women from four to 24 and then beyond. That is so amazing. And that was going to be my follow-up question of, you know, what are you doing next? Are you going to continue to do pageants? So it sounds like you're going into retirement from the pageant world. I've loved it. I mean, it has been like my life wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for pageantry. And I can say that whether you're talking about the $50,000 in scholarships I've won from the Mississippi volunteer program or just the experiences in like I was able to, with my platform, the Alzheimer's Association, I was able to speak to Congress and the Senate Committee on Aging at 19. Like who, that it opens doors that I didn't know were possible to walk through and very, very grateful for it. But I'm also grateful that I've given it everything I have because I feel like I can walk away with a piece about it and also still um, love it enough to come back and give back to the young women that are involved and um, help as needed. I, I keep getting a question like, are you going to coach? Absolutely not. Because I would have to quit my job because I would not know. I don't know how to do anything less than hundred percent or if not like 150. So I'm like, absolutely not. I would love it maybe one day, but for now I've loved like getting to foster growth with my creators, getting to help shape. Uh, we're doing some restructuring within our company and getting to, uh, my promotion last week, um, getting to help shape some of that. And take on new things and train new people there it's unfortunately life coming at you fast and I'm like oh this is what they mean when they say you don't have time anymore so all that to say yes I'm I will say partial retirement because I like I said always want to get back always want to be involved to a degree but also within reason I never want to like be so burnt out that I don't want to 
put on crowns when no one's at home and I'm watching RuPaul's Drag Race. I did see, I think this may have either been a TikTok or you posted a video that you had a work from home day with some friends and they were like wearing your crowns. I <laughs> thought that was so funny because yes. I, my bedroom at my parents' house used to literally be like a pageant shrine of, you know, like when you go to USA, like you do the big banners in the hotels and stuff. So I'm from South Carolina, like Tennessee and then South Carolina. Um, and so you do the huge banners and like, I mean, big, like eight foot, 10 foot banners of my face on my bedroom walls. And so my friends would come in and of course, in like my corner, my dad has got all the, the trophies stacked from tallest to shortest with all the crowns. on them. And then my sashes were on like over, they were literally like the curtains of my bedroom because they would hang over the curtain rods. Like it was the most like this girl loves herself moment. <laughs> like it was just one of those things we had to put it. Yeah, you can't put it anywhere else. Like, are you just going to hide it in my closet? No. <laughs> and so it was one of those. I thought that was funny. Right. Well, I mean, it just, their decor. I mean, it, everybody was laughing because, like, I just had, I don't even, I, we have a thing where when we watch Miss USA or Miss Universe, I make sashes say, like, misbehaving, misunderstood, misinformed. And whoever has the most correct predictions at the end of it gets a crown and is misinformed and has to host it the next year. And so it was, so I also just had some like local sashes and stuff, but we, oh, we had a bus, but it's also, uh, but it's just I'm like, of course they're going to be out. What are they going to do? Go in a memory box? No, they should be de- decorations. Absolutely. I love that. That is such like a fun game though, to have for Miss USA or Miss America, or, you know, now Miss Volunteer America, you have no clue anymore. I can say backtracking to Volunteer America. I was, you know, of course I always have my predictions as all pageant girls do. And from just their beginning talk, like I had 11 out of the top 15 and I was like, oh yes, I am so good. But at the same time, I was like very shocked by going from, you know, 15 and then to the 10, like it was people that they were getting rid of. And I was like, no, but I loved her. Like, like it was Oklahoma. She looked phenomenal in swimsuit. Like it, it literally gave me Chesley Crest moments. I was like, she has the build, the body. She had it all. I was like, this is fantastic. Like, she totally did. She reminded me so much of Miss Oklahoma 2017, whose name is Escape Me. She ended up being second runner-up at Miss USA the following year. She like they just had they looked like they could be sisters. Um, and it was, I mean, that was the hardest things. Like people kept asking me, like, oh, who do you think? I'm like, I genuinely can't even like put myself in that headspace because I because I also worked them as the contestant liaison. I'm like, I love all of them so much. I don't even want to think about cutting down on any of them. Because they should all get a crown because they're all great. And they're all, even some of them who have come uh, from states that weren't able to have state pageants this past year, uh, being able to see them and how they want to go back and really form this and mentor the young women that are coming up in their programs is really, really exciting. Yeah, it really was just a great pageant overall. I keep talking about it. Every time somebody's like, oh, what do you think's the next pageant? I'm like, it's this one. <laughs> I'm like, I really think the next pageant will be Volunteer America. Like it's, it just has to be. Well, obviously I love to hear that, but it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, I think it's a lot of the pageantry that we've, that we saw in the early 2000s. Um, and then back, like the, to backtrack a little bit, the person that got me excited about, it got me to compete was my dad. Cause he grew up in like the heyday when like, the uh the first Miss Tennessee won Miss America and when there were like five or six Miss Tennessee's at his church and he like he really grew up when like that was a celebrity before we grew up in this era of um people becoming celebrities from their couch with TikTok and that 
just that really golden era and like especially in the early 2000s when it really started to pick up traction i feel like we're kind of seeing that trajectory come back at least i hope um and i think it's gotten a lot of people excited about pageantry about not having to find pieces that you like or pieces that you were used to from different systems and finding those individually in different systems and finding a home for all of it uh, coupled with the scholarship i mean miss volunteer america won a 50 i think it was 50 thousand dollar scholarship it was it might be more so i hope i'm not miss uh saying that incorrectly but seeing that and seeing the pageantry that i've seen all the time in jackson and seeing that grow has been really really exciting and i one of the things i said uh when we were checking girls in on sunday of pageant week is i was like i feel like it's this so many of these people i've known just through the grapevine or because of pandemic through facebook it felt like this giant family reunion of people that I've known my whole life. And even with this past year, I was able to judge Miss California volunteer. And one of the gentlemen on the panel was like, I came here because I heard you were judging and I followed you since you were 17. And I was like, whenever I tell people that are in pageant land, they're like, that's really creepy. I'm like, no, that is such a compliment. I was like, that's huge. He's like, I have followed you for so long. And like, it was just, he's like, I hope, you know, there were people sharing across the country when you won the Tennessee. And I was like, that's like the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. But seeing all these people that have given that, I, whether it's from USA or MAO or are they new to the pageant uh, atmosphere, seeing all these people come together and really get excited about it was just, it was this energy that I wish I could put more words to because it was even from team going into check-in to going into prelims and finals. It was just a long time coming and it felt like a big sparkly family reunion. I love that. That is such a good feeling coming into it. Now with the pandemic, you know, social media has become like our best friend or a way to meet people or just, you know, reach across the state with pageant people. So that's one of the big things that I am very grateful for. But when you meet them in person, you're like, I feel like I've already known you. Like, it's like you're trying to pick apart. You're like, what did I learn in real life versus what did I know from you on the internet? Like, I can't pick it apart anymore. Oh, I mean, I felt so like Suntan City was so generous to sponsor two booths for teams for the girls during competition week if they wanted it. And so I'm coordinating all this and I'm like going up to one of them. I'm like, I was like, yeah, so you're bringing your products because you have an allergy to certain products and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, how do you remember this? I'm like, because I don't sleep and I have a spreadsheet of you. That's why. I was like, it's my job. It's not creepy. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love it. That is so funny. You're like, I know all these things. Just don't ask questions. It just, it is what it is. <laughs> just like very specific details. You feel a little creepy about it, but you're like, it's my job. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know these things. That's so funny. Well, we have come to a point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone the same ending question. Are you ready? Yes. All right. In what way has pageants positively impacted you? There are not enough hours in the day to explain whether it was shaping my confidence as a 17 year old that was being bullied and didn't feel like I knew where I belonged or where I should, or where I fit in or where I should be going. Like it really gave me a home and a place where I excelled and I enjoyed it. And it was the first time where I felt like I found my sport. It made me in that vein. It also was the first time I really took my health and fitness seriously and has shaped so much of how I approach my fitness and my nutrition and so much more and how it really is a lifestyle um, to the way it's opened doors with my platform. I was able to speak in front of Congress at 19. It shaped, it 
gave me the opportunity to graduate from college debt free with the $50,000 of scholarship from Miss Volunteer America and allowed me to graduate with my master's of business and master's of data analytics. And after I said, I'd never go back to school. Now my company's paying me to go to, for, to Harvard contract law school. So that's where we're at now. But I mean, all of those things, it's given me some of my best friends and um, I can think of so many girls from my sorority back in college that I met uh, and forged stronger relationships with because of competition through pageants. Um, so many things I even met uh, one of my bosses because of uh, his sister was uh, from Union City where my gown sponsor was from. She and I clicked and then I ended up getting an interview for where I'm working now and met my now godmother because of pageants. And when I moved to Chattanooga for graduate school, I was staying with my teen queen because I didn't have a mattress yet. And then I met my godmom that night. because She was a uh, she was also a FIMU at a different school and she was a pageant queen. And it, I mean, it has shaped so much of my life for the best. That is so amazing. I'm so glad to hear that you're doing well and hate to hear that you're retiring, but I'm glad that you'll still be around the pageant world and systems. And I cannot wait to hear more about, you know, what's going on in the future. And you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye guys.